Farmers today are facing rising costs, volatile markets, and extreme weather. The Better Way to Farm podcast digs into strategies to help you take control of farm inputs and maximize profit so your farm can thrive for generations. Remember to take advantage of our free resources at abetterwaytofarm.com. Now, from America's Heartland, here's your host. Hey, welcome back to the A Better Way to Farm podcast. Just Tyler here, National Field Agronomist for A Better Way to Farm, where we spend each and every day providing solutions to farmers to grow better crops and to make more money. Today, we have a phenomenal episode. I'm excited to bring on another guest. I'm thankful that he works with someone on my team that has become a, a dear, dear friend. This gentleman works with Sam. He's got an incredible story. One of those first generation farmers that was was able to take advantage of some things out there that are in the industry that not a lot of people may know about. Basically moved from, from one state to another, did a little time in the service, uh, was in the army uh, as an MP, which is phenomenal. So thank you, Dalton, for your service. I very much appreciate it. But that ultimately landed him up in north central Iowa in a little town called Thornton, just north of my alma mater, Iowa State University, the Iowa State University. I'll, I'll have to throw that out there. But Dalton, welcome to the show, man. I'm so, so thankful that you were able to take some time out of your day to talk with us. Thank you, Tyler. It's good to be here. Now, one of the things that I love about this is that a lot of the times, you know, Karen or Rod or somebody will just say, hey, you know, can you talk to this person? Can you get this done? They'll shoot me some stuff and and we'll just go and hit the record button and we're off. Well, luckily, I always chat with everyone before we do that. And one of the things that we we did that series on the beginning of Farmer, I know you know about it because you've been with us for, for a little bit, but we did that first gen Farmer deal and you're a first-gen farmer. So so before we dive into what we kind of wanted to talk about today, tell us a little bit about your beginning, wh- where you came from, and, and how in the world you gotten to, you got to the point where you're at today, uh, sitting here talking with me on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. Yeah, so I'm originally from Illinois, and I went to the Kansas State University. Go Wildcats. I was going to school, and my passion had always been animal production, so raising hogs. And so while I was there, Iowa State had a program where you they basically match farmers with potential prospects. And out on a whim, I was in between classes, I sent in my resume, and about a month later, I got contacted by a farmer up here in North Central Iowa. And he wanted me to come out and visit and see the farm. And so I did. About two weeks later, I came out and visited. He offered it to me on the spot, and I went back home and told the wife, and we moved up here a month later. So you went back home to Manhattan, Kansas, or were you guys in Illinois at the time? Nope, back to Manhattan, Kansas. I was still going to school, and I packed everything up a month later, moved to North Central Iowa, took all my classes online, you know, finished my degree out there, and we've been up here for six years now. That's awesome. The time that you did in the Army, was that full-time, or was that under the reserve program, or... So it was under the reserve program. I was at Fort Riley there in Kansas. So right next to right next to Kansas State University. So I did my eight years there and yeah, got out and started farming. That's awesome. When you moved up north to the great state of Iowa and realized uh, the mistakes that you'd made growing up in Illinois and then moving to Kansas before landing in Iowa, 
what was it that initially made you reach out to the Better Way to Farm platform? I think you came, um, you saw a Facebook post or something, correct? Yeah, so I have been following the Facebook and listening to the podcast rolling into the fall of 2020. And I actually reached out to you guys that fall and got contacted with Sam. And he reached out to me and we kind of talked through everything. And I was like, well, let me get through Harvest and then we'll kind of see where we're at. And that was kind of, I just kept watching videos on Facebook, following the podcast. And what really turned me on is that next spring, I, it was kind of my first year farming. I reached out to the local co-op because that's just kind of what you do to get my fertility plan. Yes. (laughs) Well, he said, first question he asked was, well, what's your yield goal? And I said, 220. And he said, okay, we'll take care of it. Two weeks later, they're out there spreading dry fertilizer. And my first question was, what are, what are we doing? You know, because then if there's anything that Kansas State and ag or animal production has taught me is that we should always be asking why, you know, in the livestock world, we are taught every day. Why are we doing this? There has to be a reason of why we're doing this. I basically took that mindset and shifted it over to crop production. Why am I spreading dry fertilizer and we're getting the same yields every like that's just the definition of insanity. We're doing the same thing year in and year out and we might gain a bushel, you know. Yeah, but is it, is it truly related to the to the fertility or does it just happen to be the year because you were able to catch more rain or it wasn't as hot or or whatever? Yeah. And so that's what really I reached back out to Sam and I was like, hey, I need to do something. And for us, it was we were on kind of the other side of the fence because we already had good yields. You know, we were averaging 209, but we also have access to hog manure. So we would go into our insurance guy every year. And the first thing he'd tell us is you guys are one of the highest in the county. And my first thought was that's great, but for me, that's not good enough. Right. <laughs> I want I want to go higher. Yep. So then what was the turning point? I know Sam's gonna listen to this. So Sam, I'm blaming you, man. What what was the turning point? Because you didn't jump in right away. You'd talked with Sam a few times before you said, Hey, I need to do something. So what was it? Was it a conversation that you had or or was it, you know, just kind of that continued approach of you know watching the social media listening to the podcasts that that really flipped that from you know, i'm just going to do it the co-op way to hey i i'm not happy with 209 bushel corn for me it was more personal reflection it was more of i want to know why we're doing things i want to know why we're spreading dry fertilizer and we're getting the same result and that is what really led me to you guys I was able to step away from the business and really ask myself, why are we doing this? You know, there we have to have reasons of why we're putting dry fertilizer on. Because if it was just N P and K, why are we not growing 300 bushel corn every year? Right. <laughs> you know, and that was kind of what set everything apart. And I think that comes from just, you know, my background in animal production. Because every day yeah. I go in the barn, why are we using these genetics? Why am I feeding this? Why am I breeding these sows? Why are we keeping these gilts? And it was, it kind of transitioned over to the crop side on sometimes you just have to ask yourself why. So you join the team, which we're very, very thankful for. Uh, I, I think you would agree that it's been beneficial. What was it when you finally joined that kind of started to answer some of those questions as to why? So my first year, I pulled some soil tests. And all I did was I put the micros that were recommended from that soil test in the trench with our starter fertilizer. And then I ran one foliar pass. And that is the first year that our non-manured ground 
beat our manure ground. And so that kind of answered my, okay, there's something to this. You know, this, that what we do is not, I say it all the time is that this is not a magic show. You know, we get questions all the time. Well, well how can you do this? I was just down in Missouri um, talking with some guys and they said that they're like, so you can just quit cold Turkey. You don't have to use, you know, dry broadcast and you can still raise a, a crop or you can get away from anhydrous ammonia and you can use another form of nitrogen and, and you can raise, you know, just as good a yields, if not better. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we do it all the time. It doesn't matter what state you're in. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter, you know, what your field looks like, you know, we're able to do these things day in and day out. And that's what I absolutely love about working with growers like yourself, Dalton. So when you took that soil test, we also have a fundamentals of agronomy program. It's a two-day event that we put on and we invite growers. So if you're listening, we're getting ready to fire those up. I know we're going to make a big push, but if you're listening, you got to reach out to someone on the team and we got to get you to one of the two-day fundamentals of agronomy programs. But Dalton, what can you say in regards to the that two-day event to the person listening, why should they listen to me or listen to you about going to one of those and, and taking the time off the farm, maybe even, right? Just trying to figure out, you know, how in the world somebody could take care of the livestock to get to one of these events. My biggest takeaway from it was your whys are answered. Your whys are answered at the two-day fundamentals of agronomy. There's reasons why we do the things we do. And the two-day fundamentals of agronomy really explains everything. I mean, it is probably the best training that I've ever been to, and I'm excited to go back this year and learn more. So now I got to put you on the spot. What was one key takeaway or something that that has kind of resonated in your mind since going to one of those programs? For me, it was more ratios. The biggest thing I learned was how different ratios affect other things. You know, for instance, if it was NP and K was all we needed, again, we should be growing 300 bushel corn. But it's not. It's just not. Well, and the interesting thing is I I literally just heard someone. I'm pretty sure it was on another podcast that I was listening to. That's another thing that we get into is professional development, right? You've, you've helped us out and you've kind of joined the, the sales side as well. And our professional development that we have with our team is absolutely unbelievable. So I do a lot of reading and listening. I actually... I lied. I do all all of my reading through listening. You know, I, I read with my ears. I said that the other day. My buddy Preston loved, absolutely loved that. So I, I read with my ears. And someone was saying that this year, even with the, you know, quote unquote, depressed fertilizer prices, right? They've dropped this year from last year. And so now it's a, a good year because they had, they're in an area where they had good yields. Now is a perfect year to go out there. Just apply a little bit more, Dalton. Just put a little bit more on. And and that way you can kind of bank some of that fertility. And I looked straight at that grower and I said, if those are the recommendations you are getting from your current supplier, you need to find a different supplier. We don't talk like that. That That's we. Yes, we want to be mindful of the dollar that you spend, but it it has nothing to do with applying more or applying less. It, it has to do with applying the exact amount every single time, every single year in those certain ratios. There's no point in apply over applying phosphorus when you need a little bit of zinc. And I think you've seen some of those results. So so tell us by fine tuning some of that, 
what have you been able to see as far as results? So this year, every year, we've gone higher in our yields. And one of the biggest compliments I would say I've gotten was last year, I went into my insurance guy to verify our yields and everything. And the first thing he said when I walked in was I had an on-farm average of 230 bushels to the acre on corn. And the first thing he looked at me and said was, I've got guys that have been farming 40 years and never seen this. And then I'm about to go back in there this year and I averaged 231. Oh, wow. Across the entire farm and we were in a drought. And when he said that to me, I said, well, just keep watching because we're going higher. Because <laughs> the, the sky is the limit. That's awesome. That's unbelievable. So what are you seeing as far as where where is this coming from like i said this isn't this isn't magic but what are some of the things that you're able to do that that your operation has has changed or or maybe just getting better because obviously you're not doing the same thing again the definition of insanity right so what are some of those things some of the practices that you've changed in the last few years to continue to increase uh, your yield and in, and ultimately increase decreasing your cost of production you're increasing your your net return also correct Yes. So I have actually, I haven't spread dry fertilizer in three years, completely cut it out cold turkey. And I went to an all liquid system in furrow. And then I come back and I foliar feed my corn. And then this year I actually hit it again about R1. And we had corn this year do 268 bushels to the acre. Yeah. I saw some of those pictures and videos. It was absolutely phenomenal. And one of the best feelings was I sent a video to my pioneer dealer. And the first thing he said was, I've never seen a yield monitor sit at 300 that long. (laughs) We're in a drought. Yeah. And it's funny. I just talked to my good friend that we work with, Tyler Janky. We just recorded an episode and I'm pretty sure you guys were at a D3 because I know we were at a D4. You guys were at least D3 or possibly D4 up there in north central Iowa as far as the drought monitor is concerned. I am going to steal your insurance guys words when that's unheard of right now oh yeah and and that's that's absolutely huge so that leads me again into you've been successful you've been to some of the training events and and again yeah we recommend products and and we're going to show you how to soil test or i you know there's some of us on the team that that soil test as well we can get to your farm and we can soil test or we can show you how to do it properly you run it through the system and you get those recommendations back. But the recommendations that you get back, we don't go out like the co-op did and say, yep, we'll take care of it. We say, hey, this is what you need. This is why we recommend what we do. But it's up to you to do whatever you want. You know, how do you want to put this together so that you can be successful? And you've been very successful at that. Now you've got people reaching out to you and, and you've joined our sales side, you know, we're always, always, always looking for somebody that's looking for an opportunity. What was that mindset? Was that kind of always in the back of your mind that you're like, Hey, can I do this for a little bit of side hustle cash? Or or what was that side of it as, as far as joining our kind of our sales side? That was a tough one because the first thing I told Sam was I'm, I'm not a salesman. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I put animal ag and row crop ag in two different categories. For instance, in animal ag, we kind of we're all working together because at the end of the day, if somebody else succeeds, that's going to help me succeed. Whereas it seems like in crop production, everyone's trying to sell you something. 
everyone's got the next greatest thing. And for me, it was, you know, I'm not a salesman. But as I've continued to go through and apply the system, and the best part is I'm not even, this will be the first year I'm at the full system. And so, I mean, the sky is the limit for us. And like I was telling you earlier, I have a lot of livestock guys. And when it comes to kind of the sales side, I take a no BS approach because I don't, I'm not a salesman. I don't have time. A lot of my guys are livestock guys as well. So our time is very valuable. So when I call you and we talk over the system, I'm not here to sell you nothing. I can give you something that works, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go back in the hog barn and you're going to go work cattle. And so just knowing that we're all busy and being able to connect with farmers like that, here I, I can give you the blueprint, but it's kind of up to you to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And if you want to take that next step, I'm here for you. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's very, very well put. Because here's the deal. I've been doing this on the sales side since 2014 because I unfortunately don't farm. I've got, you know, a half an acre of sweet corn. And sometimes because I travel so much uh, in the summer times, my yard will get so tall that I have to bail my yard, right? <laughs> it gets pretty, gets pretty thick. But there are absolutely ways. If you just want to use use what we've got, you can pick up, like Dalton, you can pick up 30 bushels, right? That's absolutely happens. Or if you want a little side hustle money, call us up. Say, hey, you know, I, I'm interested in, you know, what can I do to, to help out? Or you know, I'm looking for some money for a vacation. We absolutely do that. Or, you know, if you've got a seed dealership, just like your pioneer guy, you know, if, if he's looking at, you know, for a way to, to increase his pioneer sales, maybe you ought to look at this, right. Or, or the, the guys that want to do this full time, like I do, it, it absolutely opens up the doors to endless possibilities. And we're, we're so, so very excited that, that you've decided to, to join the team, not only as one of our clients, but as, as one of our movers and shakers, you've been doing an unbelievable job lately bringing on some of our new clients. And, and I'm excited about the growth that you're seeing. As we try to wrap this episode up, Dalton, what kind of last minute advice, some golden nuggets could you give away to the, the listener that's listening to this episode right now? Yeah, I would just say sometimes to just step out of the operation and take a 10,000 foot view and just try and figure out why you're doing the things you are. What's working? What's not working? Why is it working? And why is it not working? And if you're in that boat to where you don't know why you're spreading dry fertilizer every year, you don't know what the co-op's doing, you're getting the same yields every year, and you want to go higher, reach out. This system works. Like I said, I've picked up 30 bushel in two years. But I mean, my goal is to have an on-farm average of 240. I'm 10 bushel away. And this is not, this is dry land. This is non-irrigated. We don't have pivots up here. So this is just, the system works. I absolutely, absolutely love that. You, you've got to reach out. If you're listening to this and you haven't contacted the team yet, go ahead. I know we put it on social media. Go ahead, reach out. You can you can even go to a abetterwaytofarm.com. Um, you can get a hold of us there as well. But Dalton, thank you very, very much for the time, man. Uh, I'm going to bust out of here. I know you got to get back to working those hogs and finishing some soil samples. I've got to submit a bunch of soil samples too. So thank you very much for the time, man. It's greatly appreciated. No problem. It was good to be here. And again, if you're looking for more education, 
go ahead and reach out. We've got those two-day fundamentals of agronomy programs. are going to be starting next week. We're going to be going all across the Midwest, uh, down the East Coast, and, and around the South. Uh, if you're interested at all, please, please, please reach out to us. We'd love to see you there. Love to share the information that we've got, just like Dalton shared. And lastly, as we close this thing out, we always wish that you have a better day. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.